Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Curiosity Killed the Rat. I am Matt. I like learning all things science, and I hope you do too. I hope that's why you're tuning in today, because we have got <laughs> my lovely, lovely co-host here, Kate. Hello. Uh, yeah, as, as I said, I'm Kate. I'm the quote-unquote resident scientist of the show. Um, I study neuroscience in in real life um because podcast world is not real life because i'm not going to be talking about neuroscience today um i just love all things science and love chatting about it so hope you love listening to me and guess what matt this is episode dun, 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 10 hey that's a double de- digits baby a we decade made it. of episodes that's how it works right it, what, mm, mm, yeah mm, i mean mm, no uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> We hit, we, we've hit double digits. We've stuck to this. Um, I'm so proud of us. Yeah, me too. So what, what, 10, 10 episodes over 10 fortnights is mm. 20 weeks, which is divided by four. An how, amount of time. An amount of, amount of time. But yeah, no, 2020, uh. <laughs> year of the rat. Curiosity killed the rat. It works. It yeah. is, it is the shiniest oh, year of the rat this wholesome. year, which is pretty. That's. I, I think that's, it's pretty I didn't, chill. I, I didn't, didn't know that. Groovy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh. I love us. I'm proud of us. Anyway, enough like patting ourselves on the back for hitting <laughs> 10 episodes. People don't tune in to hear our ego. Um, I don't think. I don't know. Email um, us in at curiosityrat at gmail.com to let us know whether or not you listen to us for science <laughs> or for our ego. Or for ego. Uh, it certainly boosts our ego when you listen, I'll tell you that much. Mm. Um, and when you email. Love the emails. Keep them coming, team. But no, anyway, let's move on to the science part. Um, so today's science, we're going to be talking about ants. Ants. Which. Ant-man. Ants. Which, ants. I don't know. I'm going to. I can't. I don't. I can see you doing a weird like little clappy thing on, over the Zoom meeting, but I don't think the listeners can hear it. And I don't think anyone's getting this joke, Matt. Everyone gets this joke. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's it's top tier. <laughs> Right. Well, speaking of top tier memory, though, the the inspiration for this this episode did, in fact, come from some top tier memory. Um, in particular, I don't know, Matt, you're a member of the group, aren't you? The the notorious Facebook group entitled a group where we all pretend to be ants in an ant colony. Yes, I love this group. <laughs> I, I joined uh, it for- recently during isolation because there hasn't really been much else to do for me. And, um, yeah. Oh man, it's, it's weird, but it's a lot of fun. And like, it started, yeah. it started uh, when I joined it, it was still, it, it was pretty big, but, um, it's still at 1.6 million members yeah. now. I so, checked just before jumping on, you know, I just want to say, you know, I was, I was a part of the group before it blew up. Um, <laughs> before it was cool. It was part of the group before it was cool. Because like well, in the last when couple we, of weeks, it has of, exploded. Will it blow your mind to find out that it was actually started in June last year, June, Ooh. 2019. I guess I'm not that hipster first. Yeah. You're not as hipster as you think. And oh. then it was only in, in April um, of this year of 2020, um, someone made like a viral tweet about the group and it just like 
exploded in members and i don't know matt you can explain it better than me probably but like what's the gist of the group it's basically just as the name of it says a group of people where we all pretend to be ants in an ant colony basically people just (laughs) post photos in this group of like i don't know an orange slice that has been dropped on the ground and say something like i have found a delicious snack for our queen colony help us bring it back to the nest (laughs) and then everyone just comments like bite and or or, or carry carry stuff like that just like one word things praise you know, the queen this, this weird hive mind working together and it's uh it's it's really weird but it's a lot it's of fun. so much fun it's a lot of fun good little bit of escapism a real real goofy thing that i found has happened that i think is really fun um because i think i can't remember if i discovered the ant group first or if i, if I discovered this other group first um which was I think I discovered this group first where a group, a Facebook group where we all pretend to be office workers working in the same office. Mm. So it's the same Did kind the of vibe. the ants invade? The ants invaded the office group. So in the office group, yeah, the, the, the content was normally just like, well. um, you know, going around being like, oh, you know, Karen from HR wants you to bring up all the staplers or something. <laughs> I don't really know office talk. <laughs> but yeah, no, the ant group <laughs> invaded the office group and then there was just a running gag of like oh god there are ants everywhere and then people who were a member of the ant group as well were commenting in all their ant speak rather than office Mm. speak and it was just chaos for like a good week or so yeah they invaded the atlantis group as well Mm. um it was it was a good funny time um until it got until yeah they shut it down but the point is like it's, it's a good bit of fun and like there's a good reason i think why why ants are so fascinating and why pretending to be an ant colony is just such like a wildly fun thing is because ants are insane man like i didn't realize the extent of it until doing the research for this podcast but i had a fair idea like i don't know if you remember matt playing ant sims or sim ant oh or whatever i remember it was, called. It was like sim sims ants. i feel like no one yeah. else in the world knows what this game is no it's I don't know, it came free as a disc with like a cereal box as a kid and it was essentially Sims, but you were an ant and it's the same same concept as this Facebook group, but like Sims. Um, but it was like wildly accurate and and I, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was really cool, but now like researching like, ants again. Black ants versus the red ants and then I remember you mm. could like bug spray. I don't know, man. Ant colonies fighting game. each other and then you had the queen and the queen laid all its eggs and like mm. that's that's all like legit stuff. And then also, of course, the most, you know, well, the most recent in my mind, I was going to say the most recent, but it's not the most recent. It's just because I happened to watch it last night, Ant-Man. Yes. I watched Ant-Man last night in preparation for this podcast, actually. I'd like um, to hope you did a little more research as well, but I, I would honestly nope, would trust Ant-Man it. facts. I <laughs> <laughs> were, the entire science for this mm. podcast comes from ant No, it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. But I was actually pleasantly excited to see how accurate the ant science in Ant-Man was mm. like, there's a lot of, you know, suspension of disbelief in a lot of the elements of science in the Marvel universe in general. But, but the stuff with the ants was pretty spot on. And I'll, I'll kind of go over that a bit, like as I'm outlining these like ant, um, these cool things about ants, but like to start off, I'm just going to hit you with some like fun ant facts. So like number one, so humans, homo sapiens, mm-hmm. we've been on planet earth for about 200,000 years, right? We've had a the fair The current share. estimate. Yeah, yeah. Until you hear that the current estimate that um, scientists have for how long ants have been around is 110 to 130 million years. 
cool, so cool, 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 cool. They've yeah. been hanging out, hanging out on this here planet just uh just and a wee bit longer than we have. What do they even have to show for it? All that extra time. Well, let me tell you. Single building. Let me tell you. No, but like, oh my gosh, ant hills, ant hills. I'm gonna break down ant hills in a hot sec, and Ooh. and let me tell you, they are. So so much cooler than any buildings that humans have. Um, but like one thing I will say that ants do have to show for their long time here is that there is a lot of them. So there's what, like over about 7 billion people on the planet. Um, I think it's like that at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So a rough guess for the, the ant population is currently at about 10 quadrillion. So that's 10 to the power of 15. How many like zeros one is with that? Fif- 15 one zeros. with 15 zeros. Yeah. So that's yeah. five lots of millions, right? No, thousands. That's, that's, yeah. Oh, don't, don't make me do arithmetic, but it's a heckin' <laughs> lot. That's, it is a heckin' lot. And, and so like to give you an example, right? So, so they have an equivalent biomass to us. So what that means is like if you got all of the ants in the world, that, 10 quadrillion of them and squished them together into a ball and you weighed that ball, Mm. it would weigh about the same as if you got all of the humans on the planet and squished them together and weighed them. And if you think about it, how much does an ant weigh compared to a human, right? Like... Less. Not Ant-Man. We're not talking (laughs) Ant-Man. We're talking actual ants. um, Like nothing. For for the moment. Yeah, absolutely nothing. So, But they have an equivalent biomass to humans. So that's just like... They're everywhere. And that was one thing that like an Ant-Man, right, there always seemed to be ants available when they needed them. And in the Mm. past I was like, yeah, that's a bit unrealistic. But like upon further research, no, ants are legit everywhere, like hiding underground, hiding in cracks. They're like invisible, but they're freaking everywhere. So it's not just a deus deus ex machina ant? Sorry? Deus ex machina ant? That was a bit of a stretch. You know a deus ex machina? I don't... In 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 um no. storytelling or like in film, a Deus Ex Machina is when like something comes along that conveniently fixes the plot with like no sort of oh uh, okay yeah, so yeah, like yeah. just a real convenient solution mm. is like a Deus Ex Machina when the the main character mm. had no way of getting out of their predicament, so the right no had to write that that was a in. good one that was a good pun because I would uh, yeah it, Deus it's Ex not Machina. in fact uh, nice. it's not a Deus Ex Machina I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it wrong and it's going to be embarrassing. So we're just going to say, no, it wasn't just a convenient plot point. It was kind of, it was, it was relatively based in fact in that sense. Mm. But like, so jumping back to this like ant group and like why, why it's so, oh, I don't know. What do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about an ant colony or do you want me to tell you about like the ant hills first? Like the buildings, the like structures. I kind of want to learn about the structures because I'm always like, I've seen a few cool things about ant structures. I mean, I'm I'm a little perplexed by them just because there's always those little mounds on the outside of the mm, hole. Like, mm, I don't know what's mm. going on there. But then the other cool thing that I see is, like, when people pour... Um, the ant like, casting? Yeah, like molten aluminum Or the hill casting? Ant hills or termite hills and then be- dig out the structures and they're just, like, super... Super trippy yeah. and cool. So, like, you can – we will link one of these in the description for sure because it's wild. Or you can just go to YouTube and just search up, like, ant hill casting. And mm. it's, yeah, it's where people, like, pour molten aluminium down into the ant hole and it, like, it fills in all the little tunnels and stuff. And then they, like, dig – like, well, let it solidify, sorry. Let it cool down and solidify. Then they dig that up and hose it down. And it's these, like, beautiful silver – structure silver in color like their aluminium um mm. structures that just show all the intricate tunnels and stuff and like i'll do my best to describe it with words but like if you want a visual like just search up that try 
not to think about all the poor ants living in their home having molten aluminium poured onto them. That's a bit sad. But, like, trying to think about that and just, just yeah, you can really, like, see these structures. I'm sure it's so, a very quick um, death for them. I I hope so. I hope so. But, yeah, so, like, anthills, like you said, they, like, what you see is this little mound, but, like, that mm. mound is just is the tip of the iceberg, baby. Like, quite literally. I'm just going to mm. use that analogy constantly throughout this because it is a really, really good one. Um, or another analogy that I saw was, like, an ice cream cone where, like, the mound is, like, the little ice cream on the top and then coming down is the cone with the, like, crisscrosses if it's, like, a like a waffle cone. Right, yeah. Um, coming, coming down into the thing. But I, I like the ice cap one better. Um iceberg so these like anthills yeah they seem tiny at first glance but like up to like two hundred and fifty thousand ants can live inside these these ant these the nest it's essentially the nest so you've got the mound on the top and the nest below right. and it's like essentially a giant nursery for baby ants right it's like it's the place where they they raise all the babies so so there's one mother of like the entire ant colony which is the queen she roams around all day like laying hundreds of eggs a day through all of these tunnels and stuff um and then there's all these worker ants which are also all female I'll, I'll go into that a bit um, later but the worker ants that then essentially their job is to carry the babies all through the nest so that they can be in the air, in the kind of optimal temperature zone for them to grow. So for like a baby ant to grow or like a little larva to grow, it needs to be between like 22 to 32 degrees Celsius. And ants don't have air conditioning no. or any way to sort of like temperature control their nest. So what they do is they take advantage of it being cooler, like further down and like hotter up at the top. So Let's start up at the top, up at the top of the iceberg or the, the top of your ice cream or whatever, the mound that you yeah. can see. So that's in the sun. So inside the mound, there's all these little pockets where the babies can get nice and warm because that gets quite hot with the sunlight. And that's that's good. They need that for a little bit. But if they were to stay there all day, they'd fry. Um, so they have their little turn up in the hot, hot pocket, we'll call it. And then <laughs> there are these shafts, these like huge, long vertical shafts that can go down like up to two meters down in the ground. Ooh. So like think about like. I don't know, what's two meters? Like a, a very person, tall like a, person. a really tall person. Yeah, that's like taller than most people. Yeah. Length deep down into the ground, there's all these like vertical shafts that like change in temperature as you go down. And then like branching off all of these shafts are all these like crisscrossing little pockets um, of, of different heat varieties where the babies can like stop and have their, you know, have their little quick little cool down rests. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or warm up, depending. Yeah, so it's, like, the job of these worker ants to ferry ferry the young up and down all day. And then there's also, like, little pockets where they have, like, feeding chambers where they need to, like, feed the young. Because, like, what is really cool, this is less about the structure and more just, like, a segue about ants, is, like, you can think of an ant colony as, like, one super organism right like one creature so the ants that go out and like collect the leaves and ferry like the food back to the like they can't actually eat solid food so they bring the solid food back to the ants nest where the larvae the little like babies they eat the solid food and then there's these other ants that come and like drink the nutrients from the babies what store it in their stomach and distribute it around to all the other worker ants and the queen that's like a and really like, weird so, backwards mother birding sort of thing 
So there's like, a, so the babies are the stomach of the colony and then the, the foragers are like the, the arms and mm. the hands collecting the food. Like it's just, it's, it's wild. It they is all really cool these... to think of like a colony of ants as one organism like that. That does make a lot of sense, mm. right? Just as like a... And that's exactly what they are. Um, like it's so, it's so, so crazy. They, they literally, because like, yeah, you can think of it, you can think of it as like, you know, a, similar to a human colony in the sense that like they live in these like structured colonies where every person has its different role and whatever. But the thing is they do this without, without a government, without, without mm. like a mean, first of all, without a means of like higher communication. So they can't actually like communicate with each other to pre-plan stuff. And there's not people in power making executive decisions and telling them what to do. There's another thing where Ant-Man like, okay, I will say the science of like how he's able to control the ants makes a, like it's a little bit based in, in logic in the sense that, you know, he claims what, what's the line. It's like, he can use the, electromagnetic waves to stimulate the olfactory nerve centers of the ants that makes sense in in the sense because i'll explain this more in a sec but ants do use pheromones mainly so smell and pheromones to direct themselves and make decisions about where they go and what they do yeah so that makes sense but like how how he was able to send these electromagnetic waves i don't know the neuroscientist in me is like that's probably where mm. it like starts they tried. going they into got like a the little, fictional liberty. You know, li- fi- sorry, exactly. poetic license, Science fiction. You know? Like, you know, science fiction is allowed to be science fiction. But, you know, I will I will acknowledge the fact that they didn't just say, oh, it's controlling the ant's brains. The fact that they specified it's controlling the olfactory centers. Yeah. I was like, hey, that actually makes sense. Because olfactory ants- is smell, isn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Olfactory is smell. And ants communicate via these chemical signals that work like smell like Mm. yeah um but going back to sorry that was just like a little tangent but like going back to you know thinking of these ants as a huge super organism like i was saying you could think of it like a human community but because they don't have that higher up governing power it is more just like one creature one thing operating like there's not it's and like but that's the thing everything works out and every like creature knows what to do it's all because of this just like biologically timed cycle so i'm going to break down the cycle like the life kind of cycle a little bit because it's also really weird how like the there's just the differing roles for male ants and female ants and the queen and Mm. the other workers like it's just this is this blew my mind to like find out because my my understanding currently of like how ant Mm -hmm. colonies work based off like what i learned in year three or something um, yeah. Is the or from Simant? From what? Sorry. From Simant. Oh, from Simant. Sim and Ant Man and from Ant Man <laughs> and the Wasp. Um, yeah. Yeah. Queen lays all the eggs, has all the babies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The females, they're all the workers, so they go out and get the food mm-hmm. and bring it back in, um, and also carry the mm-hmm. young around. Now, I've since learned the males mm-hmm. are the drones. Usually, if an ant mm-hmm. has wings, mm-hmm. it's only the males that'll have wings. They are the only ones who can fly. Or the queen. Or the queen. Queens. Or, sorry, Some. virgin queens, specifically. Oh, once, a, once a queen has, has been deflowered, she loses or I'll, her I'll wings. I'll explain. Okay, yeah. sure. Um, um, yeah. But yeah. So she can settle down and start a colony. Yeah. I'm not yeah. entirely sure what it is the male ants do other than presumably fuck the queen spoiler alert nothing what fucking nothing it's hilarious okay so let's start with the beginning of the cycle you're very right 
the males, the drones, are the ones that have wings. So all the winged males and then all the winged, like I said, virgin queens, the ones that don't already have their own established colony, um, from all the nearby colonies, they all kind of get up on a, on a same on the same sort of day and they fly to like a central location to place like to to mate sorry a central place where they can all just like get it on and they, and they do this using pheromones so like they're all starting to give off pheromones and it and it guides them all to this like central breeding ground where they just mm. have a mass ant orgy nice um yeah and so after mating the males die because they're no longer needed. Their literal purpose in life, they sit around in their fucking ants' nest, playing video games, eating pizza, literally until they're developed enough to leave the nest, go fuck a queen, and then die. Holy shit, that sounds awesome. That is literally all male yeah. ants do. They're useless. I've got um, I've got a quick question, actually, I've just thought yeah. of. Um, do the worker ants, the female worker ants, do they mate? No, just okay. the queen. So do the worker ants have the capacity to get pregnant? Do they have, like, ant ovaries? I am unsure about that, but I would assume no, given that they never. So are they actually get female and never give birth? Or in an ant colony, yeah. is it a case yes. of the queen is the only female, the, then the drones and the males, and then the workers are like a no. so gendered? I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain the difference. I mean, it's not really. I guess you could say it's gender. Oh, sorry, not like gender. Social. Asex. I, I was going to say yeah. How, how, but how then would again, you say no if you, sex? If you view the ant colony. Asexual, but that's, no, that's, that's sexuality. Yeah, not, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't think sex. of the term, but you know, know what I'm. You know what I'm trying to say. So the thing is about sex, and especially in like biological sex, especially in animals, like organisms that aren't humans. That you know, we like we define what makes a biological male and a biological female. We define it based on certain characteristics mm. in humans, and and same in different animals. And you know. Ants, ants don't just have the XY chromosome ovary like distinction that we use to distinguish between biological sex in humans. Mm-hmm. So scientists have created their own criteria about what makes a a male ant and a female ant. And I'll explain it in a second. It's wild. Okay, it's wild. Cool. Like brace yourself. Boy. So essentially, after mating, the males die off. Um, so and then the few successful well, the 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 virgin. They're no longer virgin. Uh, queen, the successful queens, the queens that have successfully mated and killed off their male once they're done. I don't know if they actually kill the male. I think the male just dies. Is there more than one like queen? Done often in a colony. Um, no, okay. no, because so normally, normally, you know, all this will sort of happen, but then um, there will be a successful monarch that comes out of it all, um, and then you know, she'll settle down. She'll lose her wings and she'll begin laying eggs. Right, hundreds of eggs a day. Now, now this is this is where biological sex gets differentiated after the eggs are laid. Okay, the queen, the queen chooses which eggs get fertilized. So she lays unfertilized eggs, right? Like chickens. She lays unfertilized eggs. They don't have any sperm. They don't have any genetic stuff from the male she's mated with. Okay. Um, it's just purely her genetic information down into like an egg, uh, unfertilized egg. Then she goes around selectively fertilizing different eggs, not all of them, with sperm that she has saved up from her previous mating ritual. Like she's, the, the guy's dead. She don't need him no more. 
She's got her sperm saved up that she goes along <laughs> squirting onto like selective oh my eggs. God. Just carrying and then, around this sack of sperm. That's right, right. But then, then, then the twist. Oh, so the fertilized eggs grow up into being the female workers, right? Yeah. Or the and the females. Um, who then, you know, care for the queen and her her eggs, build and defend the colony, forage for food, do literally everything of use yeah. to the ant colony. The unfertilized eggs grow up into males. What? Uh-huh. Whose only job is just to wait around until they're ready to leave the nest and reproduce, beginning the whole cycle from the get-go. That is so weird. I, uh, intuitively, I would have thought it would be the other way around because the eggs that you're fertilizing, you're adding, you know, the, the sperm, the stuff from the male, that male Jeanette not necessarily mm. making it male, but like you're getting information from a male, whereas the unfertilized eggs are only getting information from the queen. But that's but I able guess to if you think about it, a male they with- need more information because like men have like they have their one job. They don't need much. They just need to be able to get up, know when to follow pheromones, and when to whip it out. Yeah. Right. The 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 women need to be able to like distinguish into their different roles. So you have the future queens that that come out of it. You have the ones that are the foragers that go out and find the food. You have the ones that defend the nest. You have the ones that forage the forage the sorry like traffic traffic the babies. Gosh, move the babies yeah. up and down the nest. Um, you have the ones that that transfer the food between the things. You know they have all these different roles. But like I just want to come back to this like male unfertilized female fertilized idea for a second because yeah. this is what really blew my mind. Is if you think about it, right? So male ants can only ever have a mother. They can't have a father, right? And they can only ever have daughters. They can't have sons. Because if you think about it, their sperm is only ever going to contribute to a female, right? Or they are going to be the unfertilized result of just a female. But they can have grandfathers and grandsons because if their daughter gives birth, then that's like a grandchild and huh. if they're like mother's dad so they they like skip a generation so females can have like mother's father's daughter's sons but males can only have mother's daughters or grandfather or like grandparents and grandchildren that i mean so never weird. alive within the same sort of like lifespan i don't think or maybe actually ants live a long time it blows my mind they can live up to like 20 years another oh, fun fact crazy yeah, right that's crazy ants, not all ants not all ants yeah, but okay. like some yeah live for a while um which is really cool. So, like, yeah, I guess that's that's the wild thing about yeah the biological sex, and that's so you know I think it's just the the queens. So the queen isn't the only quote unquote female. Mm. It's you know because the females then differentiate into their different roles. Some becoming so. So what then queens, defines the work ants as females? Is it just because they're not male that scientifically we've um, given they them just, the yeah, categorization of female? I, I'm not sure because I'm not an entomologist and I don't mm. I haven't looked into the nitty-gritty of what define like defines it except beyond the cat like right. the most general um definition, which is the unfert if it's if it's been if it's come about from a fertilized egg, it is a female. Right. Um I don't know why we've gone that's the female and that's the male. I think because those are the ones that then give birth, right? Yeah. I mean, cause not I all of them give birth. A fertilized but egg, does that have every a- single yeah, every single queen comes from a fertilized right. egg. Therefore, it's the one that gives birth. Therefore, it's the one is female. And is that just sort not of like every a random female chance can thing? give birth? Or can the but queen just... like move an egg to a warmer spot and be like, "Yeah, no, this is the queen temperature." I don't know. Queens will come out of yeah, this one. Is it just sort of a random chance thing? I mean, I think it would be random chance in the sense that 
ants aren't making these decisions. Queens aren't going, oh, I decide that I want, I like the shape of this egg. It has a nice shimmer to it. I'm going to move it to the queen zone, right? Mm. All of these things are just like biologically happening. And I'll explain, you know, the whole pheromone system in a hot sec. But yeah, I think, you know, there there must be something probably epigenetic, like, you know, something about the environment that, that, causes this differentiation i'm not sure what it is um but like it wouldn't be a conscious choice for these ones to become this these ones to become that but there would be something in in the way that they're raised or the way that they're whatever that yeah would cause their differentiation so do ants have free will but i would say no um what about the because oh no sorry but then again do humans have free will depends on is that a can of worms that we want to open probably not let's not go there but (laughs) No, because ants, ants, ants are literally following centered instructions. Like they are hardwired, like biologically to, to follow pheromones. So we'll explain this pheromone concept. Pheromones are like a chemical signal and ants just follow rules, like chemical signals. And so this is why, like ants are used a lot and for studying the activity of ants is used a lot in computer modeling. Yeah, I was just thinking that sounds a lot like coding. Yeah. I'll explain why in a second, because like, this is just another example of like nature doing something really, really well Mm. that, um, humans can actually learn a lot from. Um, but yeah, so to explain like how, how the ants do this, like, so, so pheromones are just like this chemical signal that they give off and there's like heaps and heaps and heaps of different types of ones and they all mean different things. So like, for example, one can serve as an alarm. So like if you kill an ant, it'll give off a like I'm dead signal that yeah. all the other ants in the surrounding Hate that area dead can ant smell. Smell it's, oh, the worst. Smell essentially. Yeah, and that that's an alarm for the ant colony that like there is a threat, someone has just died, right? Mm. Um, or there's like the sexy pheromones that like queens will give off when they're reaching like the end of their reproductive life. You know, there's a whole range of different signals. Um, but one of the coolest ones that I thought, or that yeah, one of the ones that I thought was the coolest is is how they know where to get food or how they manage to communicate to each other without actually being able to communicate to each other. Hey, I found a really good spot for food. And it's, it's this thing called recruitment where they, how they recruit other ants. So it's like if one ant finds like, Oh, here's a tasty pizza slice. I can steal all the crumbs from. I'm going to go recruit my buddies and tell them to keep coming here for this pizza slice. And so the way they do that is they're going, they're searching an area, searching an area. They find food. Then once they've found the food, they take it back to their nest. But once they've got food, they they release a pheromone. They drop a chemical trail. They're like Hansel and Gretel leaving breadcrumbs as they walk all the way from the food back to their nest. Mm. Other ants then are attracted to this like trail of breadcrumbs. So they follow it. They too find the food. Then they find the food and once again leave their own trail of breadcrumbs as they come back. So as you can imagine, the more and more this happens, that we soon have just like a river of breadcrumbs going back to the nest. But the thing is, when the food runs out, obviously they'll go there, but then when they not they don't find food to carry back, they no longer leave breadcrumbs coming back. So eventually once the food's run out, that chemical trail just like dissipates mm. and they know not to search that area. And so that's how ants are very efficient at like, once they find something, they all know to go there, even though they can't you know, right. jump on their like Twitter and be like, like, "Hey mates, good piece of pizza in the kitchen." If you've got an ant infestation, they're always kind of going in a straight line together. Yeah, because they're, they're following a trail mm. of invisible breadcrumbs, essentially that their friends have left behind to and signal, also, like, "Hey, ant infestations." Always, way. they always start out as like a couple of ants, and then there's a few more, and then there's a few more, and then they then they stop mm. when you clear away the uh, yeah. incriminating 
Do you know exactly anything about um? I've heard um talcum powder. Ants don't like talcum powder. If you get an ant infestation in your home, uh, you if mm. you track down where the ants are coming from, whatever nook or cranny, just pour some talcum powder there, and that'll that'll stop them in their tracks. Interesting. Um, I don't know why. I is there something? What is talcum powder? Baby what is powder. it made of? I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah but like, what's it? It's what's made it of like? It's not. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I okay, it's made know. from talc. I'm googling it. Talc, a mineral made up of magnesium, silicon, and oxygen. It absorbs moisture well. I guess it would actually like. Yeah, I guess if it absorbs moisture, like it would be hard for them to like walk through potentially. That would be my guess. Um, okay. But I like I genuinely no, I That's don't. I don't know about that one. Oh, another cool way that like ants interact or like manage to sort of spread communication without actually like once again jumping on their twitter and being like hey don't search area b already checked it out mate like ants are very very good at selectively thoroughly and efficiently searching a set area um without like you know double crossing over paths that they've already searched and the way that that works is because they can actually like you know high five each other as such i don't know they're like you put a bunch of ants in an area. If there's not very many ants, they just keep walking in a straight line to cover more ground. But you add more and more ants into that area. Every time an ant interacts with another ant, they like touch antennae and Aww, go, oh, hello, cute. mate. Um, and then they turn around and walk in a different direction. Not like the opposite direction. The The direction they move is random. And the, and the more ants there are, the more convoluted and, and random that the ants movements get. Um, but they become very efficient at therefore searching a space and not searching spaces that have already been searched. And like, this is what's used in computer modeling to like solve. So there's a thing, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the like traveling salesman, um, traveling I've, salesman problem. I've not heard of this one. Um, so the traveling salesman problem is essentially like if you were given a list of cities and the distance between each pair of cities um, like, can you calculate, like, what is the shortest possible route that visits every single city and returns to the original city? So it's just like, what is the most efficient way to travel between all these places without, you know, doubling right. back on yourself or like figure out the most efficient route. Um, and this is like a common, you know, analogy simulation thing in, in computer models. It, you know, helps optimize, like internet searches and and like a really cool way that it's been used is like a, you get a bunch of robots right and you want them to like say search a minefield or search a burning building and you don't want some sort of central control you don't want to have to be there with your little remote control making each of these robots search the yeah. area you want to be able to just program them to like thoroughly and efficiently search the entire area based on you know and and they use like the ant system to do this is like every time the robots interact with each other they change their movement patterns and they mm. essentially function like a searching swarm of ants um because it's better than anything humans could come up with on their own so like credit to the ants um fuck yeah that probably cool saved a that? lot of lives yeah like it's actually really freaking cool but i just want to like wind up wind up the ant the ant talk with just some like really fucking metal facts about ants Mm -hmm. or about different ants I should say so like there are I read a few different things some sources said about 14,000 species of ants one I read said 30,000 species of ants I'm not sure how many thousand species of ants but it's safe to say there's many yes and they're all different and so that's one thing that Ant-Man also did really well I think is that they didn't just have hey these are the ants and they can do all of these things they had 
I think there were four specific different ones in the movie that they stated. There was what the bullet ant, there was the crazy ant. Um, probably a fire. I don't ant. remember. I should have written it down. Probably a fire ant and something else. And they, and they gave them different roles that were like actually relevant to different things that these ants could do. Um, but we're not going to talk about the Ant-Man ones, except for when they're accurate, I'll, I'll bring it up. But I just like, I found just a collection and I picked a handful of my favorite, most just like badass metal things that an ant can do. I lay it on me. We'll start with the first one, which is, which is everyone's heard. And they definitely also say this in Ant-Man that, you know, ants can carry 50 times their body weight, yeah. right? We've all heard that one. Um, not every ant can carry 50 times its body weight. It's important to note that. But in fact, the leaf cutter ant can carry 50 times its body weight. And so the leaf cutter ant, what's really cool about them, them, they invented farming essentially, like long before humans did. So what they do, they don't eat leaves. They're called leaf cutter ants because they will, well, one ant, like they have different sizes. And I think it's like the biggest one carries the leaf back to the thing. The next size like cuts it up. Um, and then the, the next ones feed it. Essentially they have a farm of fungus. They live with this fungus and they eat the fungus and the fungus eats the leaves. So the ants go out, collect the leaves, bring it back, feed the fungus, oh, and then they eat the fungus. Um, and they're the ones that can carry like 50 times their body weight and they just like shovel these massive ass leaves Oof. back, feed their fungus and then eat the fungus. Fungus. It's, it's is that, so cool. is that a farm or is that technically like rearing livestock? Well, I mean, cause then you would you not say that, that like farms, farms also, I would, I would say that farms, I think of a farm as having livestock and plants, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, no, because I guess even with plants, you have to like feed them so and i mean speak. yeah fungi fungi are not they're not animals nor are they plants so like it doesn't fit either analogy but like i think it loosely mm. fits into that it's it's the point of they are growing stuff for them to consume and they are looking after that stuff by feeding it watering it whatever you know they are doing the farming um society but anyway, on agriculture you gotta love it right right ants amazing the next cool ant it's called the honeypot ant so we all know what ants, they're, they're, they're tiny, right? So these ants, the honeypot ants, what they do, they're, they're able to store food and they're called honeypot ants because their abdomen blows up and they can get to the size of grapes. Bruh. Yeah, they what? grow up into giant grapes with, with just like all this like liquidy, sugary, probably from plants. So it would be like- Is that just like, the abdomen? Um, that fructose or whatever. Yeah, the, the abdomen grows up into the size of it. Yeah. So they're just yeah. running around with these big ass bubble butts. Until, until someone, they run into someone that's hungry and then the, then what happens? Okay. It's just, it's so, I don't know whether to be disturbed or like, but what happens is the hungry ant will go up. It'll like rub the antennae of the bloated ant and the bloated ant will like, bleh, oh. regurgitate its load for want of a better Yes, I do want a better um, term. <laughs> Yes, it will. It will release the food via its mouth, um, and the other the ant, the other ants will get to eat it. That's disgusting, crazy. right? But like, also so cool, so cool. So next one, army ants. Army ants attack in groups of a hundred thousand or more, and they feed on like everything in their path, ranging from bugs to like small reptiles. They eat small reptiles, what? ants. That's swarms of a hundred thousand it made me think of that scene from oh it's what's the indiana jones movie is it crystal skull where they have the yeah. ants that just like swarm and like yeah it's it's like that but less you know crazy uh, like they don't go do for humans well. but yeah probably like, I, um, I watched a um video of 
a military person recounting um, some of their training where they had to like get from one side of this jungle to another. And I had a partner with mm. them. They had to, they had, there were like search teams out for them and they had to do it stealthily and not be found. Um, I can't remember what it was training for, but this guy, he, while he was hiding, accidentally got his hand in a, in a log and oh, this log no, no, no. was an entire fire like fire ants nest and he didn't notice until the ants had already like swarmed mm. up half his body and mm. he like failed the training because he started screaming and rushing out and they were like, you know, attended to him and he, he like, he almost died because yeah, like they fuck. do have small amount of venom and they, yeah, they can, they can kill people. Swarms of ants can kill people. Oh, they can, they can. And I'm going to like... So the like the fire ant venom is actually like I'll I'll go into it in, in in a sec, but like it it it's it's really alkali, and that's really important to remember um, because there's these other ants that can do this really flippin' cool thing um, that I'll I'll talk about in a hot sec. So remember the fire ant, um, but it's also like. While we're on the note of the fire ant, actually, fire ants can do this like really cool thing that that was also a thing in Ant Man. Did you do you remember the scene with the ant raft where yeah, like yeah, Ant Man standing boys, on the ant raft where they all kind of like, like clump together and float on water somehow? Yeah, so that's a thing. Like, there's a specific type of fire ant that lives in Brazil, um, in like these areas that are like really pl- prone to flooding. And so when a flood happens, they like create this living raft by like hooking their legs and their mouths together and carry so they can carry their queen safely on top. And they, they do this until the flood subsides. So like literally for weeks My sometimes. Gosh. Like they hold these living rafts to protect their queen floating on water so for do, weeks. Do the bottom ants die? Do they, do some of the ants drown? No, I think they maybe like rotate through in like a constantly oh, rotating like, like thing. Circles. I think I'm not sure, but yeah, no, it's yeah, they can do it, and that's a real thing. So that was a thing in Ant Man that was mm. like no, I like it. Yeah, that's a thing that that ants can actually do, which is intent like insanely cool. But okay, so I think my favorite type of ant, and this was also one that was in Ant Man, was the crazy ant. Which like first of all, you got the name the crazy ant. Um, that's already you're gonna you know this is gonna be good but these guys are like hardcore man so they can actually shoot formic acid right they can shoot formic acid and the way that they they use this to like catch their prey right they so there was an example of like these these red crabs that were like endangered and then ants there was an ant infestation and like they killed all these crabs and they because what happened is they they shoot the formic acid into the eyes of the crabs which then like blinds them then the crabs start like frothing at the mouth and they die within a few hours it's like hardcore oh and then and then the ants eat them from the inside out oh yeah they would wouldn't they um and then there's like also some reports of like other crazy ants like in different places attacking baby birds in a similar way and like shooting them with this formic acid and like deforming them and then like eating them from the inside out that is wild those ants are brutal but it gets better so this is where we come back to that like fire ant venom that you were talking about that Mm. like yeah it 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 hurts a lot for humans it can in some extreme cases it can kill humans um if it's if it's a bug the that bug's dead meat right yeah Unless that bug is a crazy ant. So there's there's a type of crazy ant that has learnt to protect itself against fire ant venom. So remember, crazy ants shoot this formic acid. So what these ants do, they cover themselves in their own formic acid to create like a like a 
a um what like an anti venom because like I said this venom is really alkali. What's mm. the opposite of alkali? Acid. Yeah. So they can neutralize oh. this venom by shooting their own formic acid on themselves and neutralizing this venom. Or shooting their own um, um, their own venom, not formic acid, because the, their own things alkali. So they're not shooting formic well, acid no, no, on no. themselves. No, no, no. Yeah, they are. They are. So the crazy. So the fire ants attack the crazy ants yeah. with their alkali fire ant venom. Oh, the crazy right, ants right. cover themselves in formic acid right. to protect themselves from the alkali form. Uh, the alkali venom from the fire ants. Right. I got so the, the venom fire and ant the other venom. One mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. So the fire ant venom is is alkali. Yeah. Um, but the formic acid from the crazy ants is the is the acid that essentially neutralizes it. Um. And so then, alkali- uh, sorry, crazy ants will kick the butts of fire ants. Um, which, like, yeah, okay, fire ant stings hurt a lot more to humans than crazy ants, but I would argue that crazy ants are actually more annoying to humans because unless you find yourself in the unfortunate situation of being stung by a bunch of fire ants, mm. um, crazy ants are the ones that like to really, like, wreak havoc in houses and stuff. And this this was in Ant-Man, and this was actually accurate and, well, accurate-ish, like... <laughs> Accurate to an extent. So there's like a scene, I don't know if you remember in Ant-Man, where like all the ants, they use it in the in the break-in and the ants swarm into the electrical appliances yeah. and like can short circuit it. Yeah. So crazy ants, like that's a legit thing. They they love to come into homes and they're attracted to electrical appliances and can short circuit them. So like what? there's reports of like air conditioning units and like phones and stuff. Yeah. And they can full on, they full on just come into the a electrical phone? equipment and just like. Like yeah. mobiles? I don't know. Imagine yeah, picking like up your mobile, mobile phone. phone and ants are crawling out of it. Oh. Um, yeah, and, and then it's been short circuited because the yeah. Um so crazy ants are officially, I think, my favorite ant after this. How big um, are crazy ants? Are they like those down. those little tiny They're not as big as yeah, they're not as big as fire ants. Okay. Um I don't know if they're the smallest. Um but Man. Yeah. Do you right? know fire ants do they sting or do they bite? One of the wildest things um, I heard is that some ants actually have a stinger on the back of their abdomen, like wasps and bees, and they actually sting people with a stinger. Well, yeah, ants yeah, bite that's you a with thing. Their pin- with their pincers, that's. I I am uncertain which the crazy ant does, but yeah, no, there are definitely ants ants with stingers. Mm. Um, so sometimes when you look up and you see a wasp, it might just be like a flying yeah stinger ant. I yeah. don't know. They're crazy. Either way, don't right? let it sting you. Yeah, either way, 10 out of 10 would avoid, or like 0 out of 10 would, you know, <laughs> you know the point The point is, ants are hardcore, right? Like, are you are you as enthused by ants I as I am, am now? Or, um, I, I, like, I, suddenly this ant group on Facebook has just taken on a whole new level of excitement for me, and I kind of want to just spend my day shitposting things that are scientifically accurate. Well, if funny. you ever get... Um, if you ever get bored of the um, the shitposting group where we all pretend to be ants in an ant colony, um, after the mm. invasion of the office shitposting group, a um, a piece was formed by a, a, a smaller fringe compromise group being made that I am also a part of, which is a <laughs> Facebook group where we all pretend to be ants working in an office together. Oh my god! That's so it's amazing. all of the office banter, but said in ant speak. It's a, it's it's oh. it's wild. <laughs> 
Man, the internet is just such a cool place, right? <laughs> oh, no, I found one. Sorry, I was just like scanning back over my notes while listening to you. And I just found one other like cool little tidbit that I wanted to look up. And you can also, I'll, I'll find that I'll probably chuck the link to this video in the description. But I was watching this thing about like the pheromones and how strong they are and the fact. And I think this also kind of highlights that it's not a conscious decision. So like, for example, <laughs> much like male humans who seem to claim that, um, Men can't help themselves, <laughs> quote, cough, uncomfortable, shudder. That is not true for humans. I'm just going to go out there and scientifically say that now. Mm. Self-control is a real thing that humans do have. Ants do not. Ants do not. Right. They're, they're literally following their chemical instructions like a computer. And there was this wicked-ass video of a queen female ant which is a lot bigger than the males. So picture it as like bigger, yeah. right? Literally being eaten head first by this spider. But the pheromones that she was giving off were so strong that swarming around her, you know, lower region was a bunch of male ants still trying to mate with her, what? even though she was mid getting eaten by a spider that was right there that was also going to probably eat them. Um, but the pheromones that she was giving out was so strong that the the drones just kept trying to trying to bang her despite the doesn't matter had doom. sex. Well, I mean they're gonna die at the end of sex anyway, so I guess <laughs> get it in while you can. Yeah, but, yeah, right. Oh like my God, that is wild, insane. Um, but I think that's all I have to say about ants. I guess I'm really kind of ant anticipating uh, what the listener question's gonna be. Yeah. That's because I keep saying kind of, right? Now, listen to question, and I just think this is poetry, right? Mm. Our listener question, um, I'm going to read it out. It's from Riley. Um, and it, is it possible to shrink matter similar to seen in movies like Ant-Man or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? And does the science of something being smaller actually make it stronger? I um, have and so that's the question. So many opinions about this. All right, I'm going to let you go first then. Unleash it. So Opinionate away. Love the movie Ant-Man. It's hilarious. Paul Rudd, he's mm. he's a treasure. Paul Rudd is a national treasure. And for as um, much oh, scientific Speaking of can oh, no. I can I just shout out? Am I allowed? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to shout out one of the I mean, I'll link it in the description as well. One of the things I watched, it was a collaboration between Vsauce and Paul Rudd where they pretty what? much look at this exact question about what would happen like the science of what would happen if you shrunk. And it's Vsauce oh, and Paul gosh. Rudd's in the video. Okay, I need to watch um, that. That is and I'll send you the link. I'll link it in the description. They'll probably do a better job of describing it than than we do. Yeah. Definitely worth a watch. But anyway, we're going to give it our best shot. So, Matt, sorry, continue. National Treasure Paul Rudd. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So, like, the premise that Ant-Man gives for how the shrinking technology works is that it reduces the distance between the molecules in mm-hmm. matter. So, mm-hmm. therefore, making mm-hmm. it smaller. But, and they do point mm-hmm. it out, it is maintaining its mass, therefore making mm-hmm. it more dense. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, 80 kilo person getting shrunk down to the size of an ant, it's still going to be 80 kilos. So, it's going to be an ant. So, like, the reasoning they give there is, you know, and then they that that's how they explain Ant-Man's being super strong and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And just, you mm-hmm. know, one of my biggest gripes is that what they then, like, already there's some problems with that. But two <laughs> main things that happen in the film of Ant-Man, so spoilers for Ant-Man ahead. Um, one, when he gets he gets super big at one point, mm. but they kind of, mm. they keep him super strong when he's super big. They kind of break their own logic mm-hmm. there because 
Mm-hmm. If you're expanding the molecules out, you're still going to be 80 kilos, but now you're just going to be a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. So I'll buy into your logic. If you make it when he's really big, he's really, really weak and like useless, but they don't do that. They make him super strong. No. Nope. And then the other yep. thing that annoys me about the film is when they go like a big, a big plot point is going subatomic and going into the quantum. Realm, oh boy. Which, like, do I have some thoughts? That's, that's all, that's all well and good. Sure. Go into the quantum realm. There's some good plot points there, but your whole shrinking technology is based on the fact that you're reducing the distance between molecules, between atoms, between atoms. How are you supposed to get smaller than an atom? Yeah. If you're no. if you're limited by the size of like the number of atoms. Yeah, okay. You reduce yep. all the space so all the atoms are clumped together and touching and now what? Mm. Now what? They smush so together. You are... Like get it was just the ultimate smush. You ah, oh, sorry. Yeah. You're dead. You're dead. You're long and you're dead for lots of other reasons as well that I'm not even gonna go into, such as like, how would you be able to breathe oxygen if you're smaller than it? Yep. Um how could you how see would your if eyes smaller see than a photon? anything? Your vocal cords would you would speak very high. Anyway, all of that, like, let's, okay, let's just assume that somehow the Ant-Man suit is able to protect him from all of this, you know, other stuff. Um, you're right. There's a, there's a lot of other issues, but like for a moment, for a moment, let's just look at, you know, hypothetically, like Riley said, is it possible to shrink matter? Like seeing an Ant-Man sure. and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I don't know how they do it in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's been a long time since I have seen that movie. Um, mm. But there is no special suit to protect them. So I'm going to go ahead and say they would just be dead. Uh, straight up impossible from that point of view. Let's have a look at the Ant-Man logic for a second. Which, like you said, apparently reduces the space between molecules. We're going to completely ignore the whole subatomic plot hole for a moment. Because you're right, that's just doesn't make any sense with their logic. And let's yeah. just have a look at whether their logic would be able to make someone smaller. Now, the thing is they, they, they word it, you know, space between molecules, like atoms are already touching, right? So the only way you could hypothetically bring them closer together is if you meant like the nuclei of the atom. So if you think about an atom, it's got like the nuclei in the middle and then it's got electrons circling. Yeah. It's got the nucleus, sorry, in the middle of the nuclei is plural. And it's got the electrons circling that, Right. In theory, any space that could be reduced in in that atom would be space between the electrons, meaning that then the nuclei of the of the molecules move closer together, and you could argue that you've moved them closer together. Now, there's there's a lot of reasons why electrons aren't any closer together. It's because they literally like repel each other, right? Yeah. So like the physics of moving it close together, but. I did manage to find one little like element of maybe this is hypothetically possible-ish is that if you are able to increase the mass of the electrons, the space between them wouldn't have to be as big. And it's complicated science to explain why, but just hear me out for a second. Okay. And they're doing these experiments. There, There's a form of electron that's actually, it's not quite an electron, but it's like a heavier version that we're working on seeing if we can move electrons into this heavier version, which then if you can extrapolate that, if you are able to convert electrons into this heavier version of themselves, potentially they could squish close together. Potentially you could get stuff closer together, but like it would be super unstable and it would be, you know, I don't know. It's, it's very, 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 very futuristic, maybe grasping at straw science, but I'm going to, I'm going to just go ahead and say, no, no, it is not possible to shrink matter. Yeah. Um, but let's say let's let's go into the second part of the question of does the science of something being s- smaller being stronger actually work and go okay let's assume that we can shrink them 
you brought up an excellent point about density, and yeah. I'm going to follow that up with some numbers. So I have the exact quote from the Ant-Man movie because this is, I just, I went I went deep here. All right. And so the, the, the justification they give word for word is, when you're small, energy is compressed. So you have the force of a 200-pound man, man behind a fist one-hundredth of an inch wide. You're like a bullet. So by their own admission, you are right. He is still a 200-pound man, which mm. I looked up in kilograms is 90 kilograms. Ah, so he's still 90 kilograms. Yeah, you were close. Mm. So when he's small, he's still 90 kilograms. That is, that is canonic. That is what they yeah. say word for word. There's like a scene where he's like running on a record, like a record spinning on a record oh, yeah. player, like a DJ, and it's like a treadmill. Like, okay, first of all, let's ignore the density fact of like by making it smaller, it's going to be, there's there's other problems there. Let's just take 90 kilos, put 90 kilos on a record or on a record player. Like it's good. That, mm, no, that doesn't work. That's but some then, strong ass yes. vinyl. And then if you shrink it, if you shrink it, and you have like the same mass because you've just removed the space between the molecules or between the electrons, however you want to look at it. Um, and you have the same mass, but like on a tiny, tiny thing, the density that you actually come out with by their own sort of numbers. I, I looked this up. Someone, someone, I didn't do these calculations. Someone else did. But there's, there are people in the world that have done this because there are nerds. We exist. The density he would have is 200 billion kilograms per cubic meter, which is approximately the density of a white dwarf, a.k.a. Ah. a star that has used up all its hydrogen and collapsed in on itself due to gravity. Nice. That is the density that we're looking at for Ant-Man. So not only would he fall through the record player, he would fall through the fucking planet. Oh, like he would fall through boy. anyone he land on. He runs on a gun at some stage. He would just, he would just like, it's like, it's like, say you're trying to push your finger into like, I don't know, your mattress, right? It's not going to go through, but you get a pinprick and you put the same force behind it. The pinprick's going to go straight through because your the surface area is smaller. It's just going to pierce it. Yeah. So Ant-Man's just going to fall through it. Like at one point he's riding an ant, actually at several points he rides an ant. That's a major plot point is that he can ride this flying ant that he yeah, needs. Yeah, but Anthony, ants are real which, strong. Like, um, not that well, so an, okay, let's let's think about that. Ants can hold fifty times their body weight. Yeah. He weighs ninety kilos, so the ant would have to weigh one point eight kilos that is to terrifying. hold this ninety kilo guy. God, so man. ignoring the density issue once again, and just thinking about the straight mass issue, mm. think about a two kilogram ant. That's what would be required. Those definitely that definitely wasn't a two kilogram ant. Um, so, like, in theory... We could start seeing two kilogram sh- ants, though, if we switch to hydrogen energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if, that, if you don't understand that reference, listen back to our previous episode about hydrogen and giant millipedes. Uh, but, yeah, so essentially to answer Riley's question very disappointingly and to tear... After I've just spent, like, you know, an hour building Ant-Man up mm. for, you know, getting all the ant science right, which it did to an extent, so, like, props to them for that. From a physics perspective... No, you cannot shrink people like that. It would not work. But like, also it is a movie. It's a science fiction movie. And like, honey, I shrunk the kid. Like it's a movie, like Mm. have an imagination. Like I'm not hating on Ant-Man. I'm not hating on, you know, science fiction movies that get the science wrong. The whole point is that like, maybe sometime in the future, we will be able to do this. Um, In this case, it seems unlikely, but there's a lot of things that would have to, that this magic suit would have to somehow be able to do that. It isn't explained for, yeah. But, like, also, yeah, to answer the second part of the question, would being smaller make you stronger? Like, it wouldn't necessarily make you stronger, but, like, yeah, it would, it would give you, you more dental. of a density. 
it would make you stronger in the sense if you were trying to break through the earth, you would. Mm. You would fall through the earth. You would have that strength. But that's just gravity acting on density. So I don't know. how. It, yeah. it, it doesn't build your muscle mass. Like, you know, you know, Scott Lang could still only punch the same as Scott Lang could punch. Like, they kind of, in the movie, that's the other thing. They kind of go, oh, well, if ants can carry 50 times their body weight, then if a hum- then a human shrunk down to ant size will be able to carry 50 times its human weight but it's like that's not how it scales surely if he was ant sized he like it just yeah yeah yeah. the maths don't so i mean like ant no so sorry riley sorry to crush your soul but focus on the ant science the ant science is is good I remember um, when Ant-Man first came out and I watched it, I didn't actually like it that much because I was just so hung up on the physics being, mm, being Same, awful. same. But, but when I rewatched it last re-watch night. It and you push all that aside because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's a movie. It's fun. It's a good But laugh. also like having spent like most of yesterday learning all this stuff about ants and then finishing off my day watching Ant-Man and seeing how much of the ant science they get right, which mm. I didn't, I never realized before. I was like, actually, I yeah, really I enjoyed it. Um, so, you know. The moral of this podcast would be give give it a shot. But, they got the amp, yeah. right? And also, not the man. yeah, yeah. But you know, it's also it's a bit of fun, right? Superhero movies—they're just a bit of fun. Like this isn't um, a universe where you've got like a purple alien collecting literal god rocks to you know <laughs> alter time snap and stuff people, like that. Like if we're getting fifty percent of the, the bending population into getting really small, then you know we're uh, we're doing something wrong with the marvel franchise exactly it's sure it's it's far from the biggest scientific inaccuracy um but that's once again that's not the point of those movies so yeah yeah that's all i have to say about that so i don't know hope you guys enjoyed that and maybe you feel inspired to go watch ant-man now uh we are not getting sponsored by ant-man but i would just like to disney marvel if you're listening <laughs> i wouldn't mind a coin or two in my direction i just defended you you're welcome uh <laughs> and with that guys like if you want more stuff like this or just keep track of when our episodes pop out you can follow us on social media at curiosity rat on twitter or instagram or search us on facebook and you know like we said listen to questions fire them at us shoot us more mo- i, I kind of really liked that breaking down the science in a movie shoot me more questions like that that was fun um i do like to nerd out so hit us up at curiosity rat at gmail.com um i think that's all i have to say matt yeah. do you have anything else no nah, that that pretty much sums it all yeah no nah. <laughs> yeah, nah, 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 yeah, nah. Nah, nah yeah. yeah, yeah, nah, 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 yeah, nah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to coming movies. back next time. Bye. Curiosity. Kill the rat. Curiosity. Kill the rat.